0: You're now tuned in to Bestseller University, giving you content and sharing information to help you as a new or experienced author go to the next level in your career, creating more opportunities for your book. Let's take it to the next level. Get ready for the ride, y'all. Hey, 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 what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Bestseller University, the podcast. Uh, my name is Sugar Ray Destin Jr., I am your host. Um, I'm the CEO of Bobm Publishing, with full service publishing house that that offers services ranging from um, getting the idea out there all the way to the marketing branding. I've been so successful that the last over 400 authors that we've worked with have actually went number one on Amazon. So you should be next. Um, before we get before we get into the, into today's podcast, we got to give a huge shout out to our sponsor. Our sponsor is Bestseller University. Hey, everybody. Uh, my name is Sugar Ray Destin Jr. I'm the founder and CEO of BOBM Publishing. We've helped over 400 new beginners become best selling authors, not just best selling authors, number one best selling authors. And so A lot of times we hear from people that haven't written their book or people that have already written their book and the buzz is gone. How do I keep this buzz going or how do I write my first book? Well, we've listened. We've heard you. We've heard you. We've heard you. And we've taken taking the time to go back and create a university specifically for authors. It's called Best Seller University. The enrollment is opening up on March 1st so less than two less than two weeks from now you'll be able to enroll in bestseller university now is this is this uh done for you publishing no this is all information that you can do at your own pace self-paced courses that teach you how to write a book how to market the book and if you want that group or one-on-one field we have some additional Courses that are coming. We're bringing back our flagship course, the Business of Books Mastermind, which helped so many people to understand how to brand, how to market, how to build an audience, and the opportunities that come from your book. So, this is exclusively for you. If you've been sitting on the couch and you've been waiting on that opportunity to get your book out there, get it in front of the right people, and maximize those opportunities, Best Selling University is for you. There will be an investment for it. But once again, most of the courses in best bestselling university are self-paced. We want you to succeed as new authors because believe it or not, we didn't start with 400 number one best selling authors. We started with a dream. We started with a plan. We started with, a, we started with fear in our hearts, just like you started. Um, and from authors who've been there and done it to now teaching you The strings and the ropes so that you don't have to go through the you don't have to go through the years and the months and the days and the weeks of trying to figure it out for yourself we put it all together for you in one platform so that you can go in for yourself and a self-paced self-paced time and if you decide that you want to publish on your own by all means, the guys will be there. If you decide that you want to work with BOB on Publishing, by all means, we'll have access you'll have access to our exclusive Facebook group, bestseller University. But all we ask is that you take a look and take it serious. This is your opportunity to take it to the next level. Don't sleep on yourself and remember, everybody has a story. It's time to write yours. We love you guys. And look forward to seeing you inside of Bestseller University. Go ahead and get right to it. Let's go ahead and get right to it. So, today we are talking about descriptive writing for authors. The reason that we're talking about descriptive writing for authors is because a lot of you have so much that you want to say, but you don't know how to say it in a powerful, impactful way. That's exactly what descriptive writing does, is it gives you a chance to connect with your audience on multiple levels. It gives you a chance to connect with them on the sensory levels. It gives you a chance to connect with them on the emotional levels. It gives you a chance to connect with them overall. And so with this being said, what we're going to do today is break down descriptive writing, how to how to write, how to to write descriptively, um, some tips for you, and then... That way you can go forth and be great with your writing. So one of the first things with descriptive writing, you know, you've heard it time and time again, is use your senses. Get in the moment. Use the, use the five senses. Touch, taste, sight, smell, sound. Touch, taste, sight, smell, sound. Um, and this is, this is very, very easy to, to do. When you think about something, as a, as a writer, most of the times we want to get down to details. We want to get down to dates. We want to put the, we want to put, put the specifics in place, the facts first, right? But there are certain facts that are real to you that other people need to understand. What did, when you when you're writing descriptively, there's a difference between saying I went to the store and that's the sentence or while walking to the store, I could smell the fresh morning dew. Um, it was early in the in the morning, so the sun was just beginning to rise. The moon was still in still setting. The the I could I could hear the dog barking in the distance. I could I could see the car passing by. It was a it was a red Camaro that was passing by. All of these things are descriptive. Because now, instead of just instead of just knowing where you're going, you can actually feel the journey. A lot of events have happened in each of us, each of our lives as writers, and we we get so caught up in, you know, I just want to get the details out there, they'll they'll figure it out for themselves. That's not the case. as, as a reader, we also want to emerge ourselves into your writing. We want to hear we want to we want to be able to hear the sounds that are that are going on around you. Um, one of my one of my favorite books that I've read recently is The Spook Who Sat By The Door. And in this book it it gave certain things, certain descriptions that even though it was in a different era, I could actually understand each part of the description. I could understand how you know how he how he explains certain characters, how he described them. They were they were slim. They had a they had a, a they had a cat like walk. They had a they had had slick back hair, or they had an afro. All of these things gives you a chance to imagine the people that are in the in the scene, but also the scene itself. You want to engage your audience by drawing them in with the description, because now if they can see the scene they can become part of the scene. Everybody these days plays video games. And why do you think they play more video games that look like real life? Because people want an escape. That's what people are reading your book for. So they're looking for that escape. (laughs) Um, Next thing is, I need you to show your reader what's going on in the the scene. Don't just tell them, You, you want to show them. You want to use your eyes as you want to use your pen as your eyes so as they're reading the the information that's that's on the pages they begin to see the action that's taking place there's a difference between saying as a as a child i was spanked okay so we all you know different different cultures have different versions of what a spanking is now when you begin to to give a description um as a child my mom told me to go and grab a Go and grab a, a switch off of a tree. Once I grabbed that switch off of the tree, there were there were actions that followed. That's one of the one of the examples, because I, I hear a lot of people that are talking about um coming from abusive situations, abusive relationships, um, growing up in abusive childhoods. So you want to be able to describe that. But also, what about the the magical moments in your life? If you if you just talk about it, okay, when we took our vows, it was. We took our vows and then we walked back down the aisle. That is such a boring description. When if you think about a, a, a wedding, a wedding is magical. A wedding is a wedding is a moment when two people are actually joined as one. A moment when two people begin to share the rest of their lives. That's a moment when friends and family are gathered around for to, to enjoy every Every instant, they're there to witness it because they want to experience the love that is happening between these two people. Sometimes those those weddings rekindle flames that were that were dying in other people's marriages. Sometimes those those weddings show people, show parents, okay, I did a good job raising my raising my child. They found someone that's going to take care of them. Um, so if you only described it as the two people took their vow and once they took their once they took their vow they they went back down the aisle that is so boring talk about the scene this is a great opportunity to to have descriptive writing talk about the bouquets of flower that are that are lining the church talk about the the, the pews how the pews are are decorated talk about the the talk about the people in the audience what are they wearing Talk about the, the people that are in the actual wedding. What was the pastor, the preacher, the the the, the rabbi? Uh, what were they wearing when they when they uh, when they were as you were walking in? What did you see? What was the the background scene behind the bride and groom? What did that look like? What were the people who were a part of the wedding? The mom, the dad, the flower, the flower girl, the ring bearer, the best man, the, the bridesmaid, the groomsman, the, and the bridesmaids. What what were all of these people like? Show people with your words. Describe their outfits. Describe the describe the energy in the room. Describe the moments. Use active verbs as you're writing descriptors. Again, it's so it's so basic to say, you know, um, say, you know, the car, the car was driving. What about the car zoomed past? The car, the car rushed past. The car, the the person, the the person running down the street was moving at such a fervent pace. Use those use those descriptive terms that help to build more more excitement in your writing because people again they want to experience it if you are only leaving them to their senses to their imagination then they don't have much but if you actually engulf them in your vision of the scene now they have something that they can write home about um also use use a figurative language Use similes, metaphors, uh, and um, one of the things that I love when I hear in any type of writing is, is when someone is using, using consistent simile and, and metaphor. Um, it was like, okay, so you may not be able to describe it, but you can say it smelled like a flower. It smelled like a rose. It smelled like a musky cologne. Those are things that allows the person to engulf themselves in it. Um, use alliteration. Use alliteration. As you're using alliteration, that's just using uh, the same letter throughout. And it doesn't have to be the entire sentence. It can be two or three words that have the, the same, same sound to go with it. These are are pleasing to the ear. Not assemblies. These this alliteration is pleasing to the ear. So you'll you'll hear you'll hear terms like um. Let me let me give you let me give you a good assembly. Not a, why do I keep saying assembly, y'all? Right? When you hear alliteration, one of the things that I when I first started my coaching uh, course is called the business of books. The reason it's called the business of books is because of the assembly uh, behind it now, if you if you think about if you think about those words that coca-cola that sounds pleasing to the ear. So what do people do when they hear coca-cola? it becomes one of their favorite beverages because it's easy to say it's easy to to hear it's pleasing to the to the actual ear. Um, as with assemblies with, with figurative language, like I said, the metaphors, the similes, all you're doing is using terms to describe something that related to other things. Use use verbs to the use use um, use specific nouns, right? Instead of instead of uh, instead of just describing a building, saying uh, the building you can talk about the towering skyscraper because now you have this image of this huge skyscraper that's going up and you can imagine wow i can i can see that if you've ever seen a skyscraper in person from from the highway everybody knows what a sky, skyline looks like it's this it's a, it's these beautiful buildings and one uh they kind of they kind of go up as you as you as you look at it so you see this this horizon and there's a there's a variety of sizes of buildings, but when you actually get up close to a skyscraper, what you begin to see is the the magnitude, the mass, the 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 how enormous this building is. Use those use those terms to describe certain things. Most people talk about a barnyard, right, or talk about a, a barn. If you're talking about about a red barn most people will have a have an image in their mind of what a red barn looks like based on the paradigm of life that they come from if they come from a place where they had small barnyards then guess what they're going to see a small barnyard when you begin to describe the the barnyard but if they come from a place where there is a there's larger barnyards so a small barnyard may be maybe one story and it may just be may just be uh big enough for for one room where one tractor can fit into it. Uh someone else may describe a barnyard and it's it's in their mind it is much larger. It's enough space for for five or ten uh tractors to go in there, a place where where horses and horses are are going to to be fed. That's full of full of hate. When I first thought of a, a barnyard, um I'm kind of I remember watching watching a show called Three's Company. And in that, in that show, they were inside of a barn. So in that barn, what I thought of was the hay that they were, that they were laying on, on two different levels, right? Um, so use that language that's going to draw your audience in. Remember, the more your audience can see your vision as, they are, as they're reading your book, the more they're going to enjoy your writing the more they can experience it, the more they will pick that book up and say, I want more from this specific author. Because it's not our job to just tell the story. You have to tell it in such a way that it's meaningful, that it's powerful, and that it leaves an impact on your reader. It opens up their imagination, taps into their senses, and it's pleasing to the ear. That's what descriptive writing is all about. So hopefully these tips were were pleasing to you. They were helpful to you. Do me a favor. uh, Like, subscribe, share this podcast with somebody that you know who is working on their projects and who's been thinking about it and who's been stuck in the same place. Because believe me, when you are a writer, it is a horrible feeling to get stuck in one spot for so long because you don't have the advice that you need. That's what we're here for. Um, We love you guys to the moon and beyond. Uh, We love you to life. Until next time.